This episode of the Designated Drinker Show is brought to you by the Mardi Gras Extravaganza. It's the largest indoor Mardi Gras block party to ever hit D.C. It's Tuesday, February 13th from 6 to 10 p.m. in Union Market, Dock 5. This extravaganza promises to bring together over 20 of D.C. area's best Southern-inspired restaurants, top mixologists, bars and breweries, and rotating bands for a night full of fun. This event benefits D.C. Central Kitchen, so visit MardiGrasExtravaganza.com for ticket price and more information. That's MardiGrasExtravaganza.com. You set a path. You lay down the most accurate of points for this journey. Only those that will get you from point A to point B in the most direct of routes. You plot, save, and share. Of course, you know you'll get there. Maybe with a few detours, but you'll get there. You go up and down and left and right. And along the way, you hear that little voice asking, are we there yet? And when you do finally find yourself at that ever-sought-after destination, you hear yourself starting to ask the exact same thing. Are we there? You're there, but you know you're not where you ought to be. Now what? So many questions. You go back and forth. Are you in or are you out? Do you stay or do you go? You did all what you were supposed to do. You plotted saved and shared, remember? Do you do what you should do or do indulge your wanting soul? Throw it all away and dance to that other drummer. Risk failure or stay with the tried and true. It's an old struggle, the conflict between heart and mind. But if you can silence that inner noise, your mind will clear. And if you close your eyes, once again, your heart will see. Then, and only then, you may find that you have all you need to set out on that next journey into the wide open frontier. Welcome to the Designated Drinker Show, where it's always happy hour. I am Louise Salas, your host and barstool buddy. With me is my very, very, very talented friend and true mastermind behind our bar, Gina. Hi, Louise. Gina, Gina. So are you ready for today? I I am. I'm, I, I think this is going to be a good uh, episode. Always. A always. tasty one. Let's do it. <laughs> All right. So on today's show, we have a true rising star as our designated drinker. Some really uh, exciting young blood just reaching for those stars. Uh, so I'm excited for you to get to know him. Um, so please, please, please welcome Chef Cicero on the show. I'm just going to call you Shaq, though. So That's thanks fine. for coming by. <laughs> That's fine. Hello, everyone. How are you doing? We're good. All right. So uh, I'm really excited to talk about what you're doing. Um, it's always um, great to see people reaching out, going, uh, you know, taking that big leap of faith, um, jumping sometimes without even a parachute. Um, <laughs> but it's so inspiring um, to hear people follow their dreams and really go after their passions. So uh, I want to jump right into your uh, into your story. Okay. Um, so I know you. I know you as a data. A data dude, a big right. data dude, uh, <laughs> and working at a very large agency in a senior level position. So, I mean, that takes a lot to, to walk away from that. Absolutely. So. Absolutely. Yeah. Let me tell you a little bit about it. Um, 
let's just say it was very nerve wracking at first um, to leave a comfort zone, had a nice, comfortable corporate salary. I know exactly what my day was going to entail every single day for the most part, Um, knew how to get everything done. I was good at it. So why leave? Right. Um, But I think that feeling kind of crept up in my mind very a long time ago, actually, maybe about uh, I would say three to four years ago when I started to feel that corporate America and what I was doing wasn't necessarily my Fulfilling. passion. The yeah. feeling, it was it resonating with me. I wasn't getting up in the morning excited to do what, what I wanted to do or what I was supposed to be doing. So I decided about three years ago to open up a catering company. Nice. And now I'm a full-time executive chef at a restaurant downtown in D.C. called Prequel. So a lot has happened in between that three years, but it's it it's a uh, it's a lot of ups and downs, a lot of uh, awarding experiences, a lot of trials, a lot of successes. But uh, I'm still on that daily fight, still on that daily grind, still trying to get to the next pinnacle in my career, and um, yeah, that's awesome. So in the beginning, when you opened the catering section yeah. part portion of that, you were actually had two feet, one in each world, like trying yeah. to balance both of those things. Absolutely. Yeah, that was very challenging. Um, at first, I was sacrificing the my clients on the catering side because I was very much still um, involved in the corporate world, and that was like my bread and butter. I couldn't, you know, make my have my work product sacrifice or diminished because I had something else I wanted to pursue because yeah. I just wasn't there yet. I still was unsure if the catering company would take off or I would be successful in it. So I found myself dedicating more time to the corporate job. So after about two years into it, I'm running the catering company part-time, trying to, you know, doing the balance, I started to get a lot of traction, started to pick up a lot of um, clients, a lot of visibility visibility in the DC market and actually even um, markets in New York and Boston. I would get nice. you know client requests from and well, could you cater this event? Could you come out and do this, you know, wedding anniversary, so on and so forth. Um, so when that point started to happen, that's when I started to take the catering and my culinary craft a lot more seriously. Started to start to really develop my skills, hone in um, my niche in the market. And that's when I started to make the pivot from corporate to my entrepreneurial passion and my journey there. So it's amazing how when you apply yourself um, into that passion, how it all just comes to fruition because you have put um, all of yourself into it. And and all of us, I mean, many of us try to um, divide and conquer and, and do both things and all things. And sometimes it's we are our own worst enemy. Absolutely. We set that bar a little too high and um but it's amazing and it, but it is scary. I mean, I say that and it's easy to be a sideline quarterback and talk yeah. about that, but it is very um or run commentary. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> it's like, "Oh, well, I wouldn't have done that." And you're like, right. "Oh, you've never done anything." Right. So, <laughs> so there you go. So, God, um, keep, oh, I'm yes, sorry. no, no, no. I'm so like th- into it. Yeah, absolutely. <laughs> so um, when you were doing the catering, um, you were in, doing in-home catering. Tell us about that. Are you still doing that now? or is Yeah, it- so I'm actually doing all the above uh, right now. So I, I still have my residency at the restaurant. Um, it's a restaurant incubator. So Such I, an interesting concept. Yeah, yeah, so let's, well, let's talk about Can we talk about yeah, that? Absolutely. Yeah, absolutely. Absolutely. Yeah. So the restaurant incubator is um, located here in D.C. It's called Prequel. And what they do, they allow for chefs 
that are either coming from another restaurant or from a catering company that, that, that don't have their own brick and mortar just yet. And they want to test out a menu concept and see how it resonates with, uh, with the market. So I actually got introduced to this guy um, last year, I would say like late last year. And we met um, through a mutual friend and we just started talking and had some ideas about some menu concepts. He's like, oh, this will look really cool at this restaurant. Would you be willing to, you know, test it out? And, I, and this is like, so this is still kind of nerve wracking because I knew if I did this, I would have to jump shit. There was no possible way for me it's to. kind of funny how the universe sets that <laughs> up for you. Like when you really need that little kick in the ass yeah. to get out of the nest. That's exactly. Great. Yeah. So he, <laughs> yeah. He, he wanted me to start immediately. And I was like, I can't do it immediately. I have to think this through. I'm, I I like taking risks, but I'm like a calculated risk taker. You were, well, you were data analyst. <laughs> I'm, exactly. My data analyze. background is like, uh, let's, make, let's make sure. <laughs> we're going to do some, um, we're going to do some graphs, right. some infographics. <laughs> yeah. Some projections. <laughs> I'm going to run my regression analysis. Like? Yeah. <laughs> so, um, yeah, I wasn't ready to hop ship just yet. And this was probably, I would, if I had a date, this was probably like Q3 of last year, probably like October of last year. I wasn't ready to jump ship yet. And I thought through and I, you know, I had um, my friends and of course my family to talk through and just think like, what's a smart move? And my brother was like, you will second guess yourself all the time. And until you actually do it, you will be in the same place contemplating the same thing over and over again so if you think you can do it just just do it and yeah i i was like okay top of the year i'm gonna do it and nice. i did it <laughs> <laughs> here i am <laughs> so far so good <laughs> speaking of you just had your debut yeah. yeah how did it go i that it was Intense to see, to say the least. <laughs> so, um, with the with the negotiation with the GM and the owners of the um, restaurant incubator, they said that we would like for you to have forty people, you know, at your brunch debut. I'm like, okay, I think I could do this. So, I you know got the marketing materials together, started publishing it, and then of course I got the I got thirty like the first day. Then there was like a gap of sales, and I was like, okay. Mm. Is, is is this is this gonna happen so after so it was like a week out from the event and all of a sudden ticket sales just started flowing in. i'm just like okay That's wow awesome. oh this is great uh fast forward to the that sunday my debut and i had 200 people seated oh my gosh for brunch <laughs> for brunch <laughs> there was a so excuse me for what i'm about to say but did you like your balls on a platter did feel good to you like oh shit I be mean, careful what you ask right. <laughs> that's exactly how i felt yeah, because that's when they serve it to you right yeah. to your face you're like oh here's your balls you want to have, have a bite and you're like uh right. yeah and so, they're sweaty. Yeah, and, <laughs> and brunch is considerably three hours long. So yes. this isn't like it was the, dinner service. Yeah. It was the most intense three hours. And actually extended far longer than three hours because it was just the wait time to get seated almost exceeded an hour and a half at one point. Wow. So but your bar sales were great. Yes. <laughs> they were very happy. <laughs> um so uh to, to say the least, I blew out my forecast. His, you know, asks or their asks out the water. Um, it was a tent. It was the most intense event I've ever did. Uh, Two hundred plated plates going out. 
Now yes. do they get to pick or was it like a um pre-service menu? No, they get they got to choose. Oh, and now this is like so you came from catering, now you're on the line. Uh, exactly. And so now the tickets are, are now the Yeah. yeah they're so, flying in. Yeah, right. But that's there's, that's the difference. Yeah. yeah. He learned that's the difference. Yeah, yeah there was one point <laughs> where the ticket system did not start printing. And yeah. I was like <laughs> they're all different. Yeah, they're all different. And I'm just like, damn, okay. Good I job. Wanted this, you know what? Good yeah. job. Yeah. Yeah. A lot of catering chefs cannot do that. They can't make the transfer because you have like, oh, 200 people and they're going to have 150 portions of this and yeah. 25 of these and that's it and yeah. you're done. The variable is the person that goes, I have a nut allergy, but I don't really have a nut allergy. So I'll eat the hazelnuts, but I just don't like almonds. So I just tell everybody I don't like nuts. And you're like, yeah. Seriously, lady. Yeah, <laughs> right. I'm sure you got your first handful of I it. I did, I did. So there, there are some some Wait. small kinks I have to work out, but overall success. Yeah. So you you swam. I you jump. You jumped in that deep I end did. of the pool, and you survived. Good. I did, That's yeah. amazing. That's exciting. <laughs> so what is it? Very name? exhilarating. Makes what me is the name of your restaurant though? Uh, so it's called Prequel. So Prequel's that's your okay. Oh, so that's an incubator, yeah, right? An incubator. But what's the name of your place? Uh, Chef Cicero Concepts. Okay. Yeah. So say that again. Chef Cicero Concepts. And where would we find that? You will find me there. So I'm doing a three-month residency. So I'll be there from uh, – I'll be there Saturday, Sunday. But if I were looking to cater you? Uh, you would email me. I also do my catering. And and, and, and my website is www.chef-cicero.com, C-I-S-E-R-O. Yeah, and that'll be on our website too, which okay. is the Designated Drinker Show. <laughs> yeah. So, yes, I absolutely. Like- He's there. He's there. But you know what? When a chef gets that burned out, the bartender is like their best friend, right? So that's when we go, you know, let me make you a cocktail. This is how Gina has made all of her best friends with all of the great chefs. Yeah. (laughs) This is why there's not a kitchen I'm not allowed in. (laughs) That's the way you do it. (laughs) So um, let's so tell me what's next. What are you gonna do next? What's what's the so where are we gonna go? So it's it's a little crazy. Um, so I'm I'm still gonna be at the restaurant doing my residency. How long will you be there? I will be there until the end of April. Okay. okay. And but in that time, I'm still doing catering. Uh, so right now I'm doing the uh, brunch on Saturday and Sunday, and a happy on Saturday. And then I also have catering gigs. So I actually got booked for my first catering gig. I, International catering gig oh, in wow. St. Lucia, and then another one. In, Shut in the a, front door. I think we should do a podcast from there, don't you think? Um, like, I know a bartender that yeah. could probably help you out in St. Lucia. <laughs> yeah, I, I think so. <laughs> <laughs> that, that one will be in their first week. Of, uh, that'll be like the middle of March time frame. Nice. And then I have another international gig booked in London, which will be in October. Nice. Beautiful. Yeah. yeah. So. This is it's exciting to hear and all the new things that are happening yeah. and how fast they're happening. Exactly. Which is great. It, it feels so so real sometimes. It's like I bet. uh how did I get here? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> like I wake up one morning like uh do I, like, Or sometimes you go, <laughs> Why did it take me so long to, to do, do this? this? Yes. Yeah. So I, I could imagine if I did this like five years ago, where would I be if I had this momentum back then? But I guess the other thing is is that it's the universe put it up in that order for you. You right. had a certain journey that you had to take and and there were lessons and pitfalls, like you said. Um, and with those lows, you, without those lows, you wouldn't see the highs. Very true. And, you know, I mean, I guess the worst case scenario is you end up back at another large ag- agency <laughs> counting data. Right. <laughs> <laughs> so yeah. it's nice to have that parachute. Absolutely. And it's not a bad position to be in. And I, th- and I actually like my background as well as when dealing with a lot of restaurant owners or a lot of um, people in the restaurant industry, they they 
take me with a breath of fresh air in a lot of ways because I have that business acumen yep. and that background yep. to think about the numbers to make sure, you know, it's what's my just bottom just not a creative whim. Exactly. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah. So all of those things come into play. That's great. So um, I hear some rattling over at the bar. I do. So uh, let's uh, hand it over to Gina because that's the best part of this show anyway. (laughs) You know what it is? I worked in restaurants so long that when I hear a chef and I hear the story of Sundays. You immediately want to go in and fix it? I want to fix it. And the only way you fix it is with a cocktail, right? Right. (laughs) So wait. So chef, tell me a little bit about your food. What is an inspiration for your food really quickly? Yeah. So it's uh, a French Creole inspired um, menu. Perfect. uh, you have uh, my signature dish actually on the brunch menu is a crawfish and crab eggs benedict. Oh, that sounds amazing. With a Cajun remoulade. It's so amazing. Where does that come from? Uh, that comes from my grandmother, actually. My grandmother had a, a crab cake and crawfish recipe. She she didn't do it with the poached eggs. That's my twist to it. Yeah. But she made the like these like every other Sunday after church and... Like my mom, my brother, my family would just be waiting at the kitchen, salivating for these. So when I came to the restaurant and they were like, we need a, a brunch menu. And I knew it was going to be Cajun inspired. I was like, these have to be on the menu. It's and amazing. I just twisted it with a, a poached egg with uh, some sauteed asparagus. And it's a hit. It's awesome. Yeah. That's awesome. All right. So now the- we really are going to push it back up. <laughs> well, I was going to know. I was going to tell you the reason I got inspired by him was at. So reading his menu, talking about Ramallah, talking about New Orleans. And that Creole, you can never not talk about New Orleans and not serve a Sazerac. Hey, a Sazerac awesome. was invented in New Orleans around the same time that Ramallah was invented. Same street, actually. We're talking about Royal Street. Yes. Talk about yep. Antoine Page Shodes. His shop was right on the same street where Brennan's was. I mean, it's really a win-win story, right? We do have a lot of uh, NOLA. Yeah, a <laughs> lot of NOLA. So what yep. we're going to do is we're going to actually use a new product, which is the Basil Hazen Dark Rye, which is super beautiful and expressive. Um, and we used five dashes of Peychaud's bitters. Then we used a little bit of a lemon um, simple syrup instead of just plain simple syrup. And we did it in an absinthe rinse glass. So basically, I take the absinthe, put it with ice, let it sit in the glass, really marinate, give it that beauty to it. And then I and then I dump out that ice, and we make a fresh drink. So we stir the cocktail. And then strain it and then serve it in the absinthe rinse cup. Yes? Beautiful. Nice. So when you do a rinse, that's just to give it like a whisper of the flavor, right? So, so that it's a hint you know, when you rinse a glass, like I like you, I do it cold. I do a cold rinse because that way it sticks to it. I see people that spray it and then just let it go. And then it won't be the same dissip, like the same dissipate, um, dissipation. Just distillate. I don't know. Yes. Something with a D. It won't be the same. (laughs) But all I know is that it will be delicious. So that is very important. Thank you. So So, cheers. Congratulations. Congratulations. Thank you. Oh, that's really good. Yeah. I love the spice. Do I get on a that. job? I mean, what, what, I mean, yeah. this is my interview. It was a trick. <laughs> this is actually not a show. We're, we're interviewing for a job. <laughs> right on the spot. <laughs> An elaborate job uh, interview. That was awesome. So, what would you serve with this? What do you What do you think? Mm. This is lovely. The, I love the complexity of yeah, this. The spice, the lemon. I think I might do like a a shrimp etouffee with this. Oh, absolutely. Yes. Yeah. Like, All day. All yeah. day. So that's what we're doing next, right? Oh, yeah, absolutely. All right. <laughs> so you know what that yeah. means? We're closing up shop. We're gonna. <laughs> I'm making it last call, and uh, we all know what that means. 
We don't have to go home, but we're going to follow Chef here All and right. uh, cook kitchen some amazing food. <laughs> <laughs> no, the kitchen's open. The bar is closed. Uh, <laughs> Last ticket. We're done. <laughs>